0: Hello my friend, welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast. I'm Tom Baderwell. thanks so much for joining me again today on our chapter of the day journey. We are in Job chapter 6 and it was verse 24 that resonated with me this morning. Job says, teach me and I will be quiet. Show me where I have been wrong. Today's podcast is entitled, Judgment and Appearances. Yesterday afternoon, Wendy and I enjoyed an Afternoon of chilling out in a pool with friends on a hot Iowa summer afternoon it was glorious. One of our friends and I have been talking about the biographies we've been reading. I'm currently working my way through a prodigious tome about Ulysses S. Grant. Our friend just finished a biography of a pop culture celebrity <laughs> of less historical consequence, though probably of greater interest to most people. One of the things that came out of our conversation was how easy it is to judge people by appearances or judge them by their circumstances. I see a man drive up in an Aston Martin and get out in a finely tailored suit, and there are certain assumptions I make about his wealth, his status, his intelligence and abilities. Likewise, I see a homeless man on the same street and I immediately make different assumptions about wealth and status and intelligence and abilities. In either case, I don't know the person, their circumstances, or what led to those circumstances. In today's chapter, Job begins his reply to his friend Eli. In his effort to comfort and encourage Job in his suffering, Eli insinuated that Job must have done something to incur the wrath of the Almighty. In this case, Eli has made a value judgment based on appearances. In Eli's worldview, a man who lost everything in a single day and then contracted a hideous and painful skin disease had to have done something to warrant his fateful circumstances. It's the same way I look at a man who, in a tailored suit d- driving an Aston Martin and conclude that he must be intelligent and capable to have attained such success. Or I look at the homeless man And conclude that he must be incompetent, addicted, or insane to be homeless. In the midst of his suffering, the first thing that struck me is Job's unwillingness to suffer his friend's prejudice and judgment. He calls Eli out for making the assumption that Job must have a secret sin that God is punishing. He demands that his friend put up or shut up as it pertains to the accusations. Job has lost everything, including his hope, if you look at verse 11, but he refuses to surrender his integrity. He demands that Eli look him in the sunken eyes of his disfigured and sore-ridden face and take back his passive-aggressive accusations. Quote, But now be so kind as to look at me. Would I lie to your face? Relent, do not be unjust. Reconsider for my integrity. Is at stake. Is there any wickedness on my lips? Can my mouth not discern malice? End quote. So, in the quiet this morning, my thoughts drift back to a message I gave last week in which I once again <laughs> shared part of my story. The truth is that I made some really bad decisions earlier in my life, which eventually led to the end of my first marriage. There are friends from that stretch of my earthly journey who walked away and have never spoken to me since. And I suspect that if you were to ask some of them about me today, my reputation in their eyes goes no further than those publicly known sins and scandals and failures back then. I am so grateful to God that my story didn't end there. I'm also grateful to God that I have no clue what Job-level suffering is actually like. I do, however, know what it's like for friends to make judgments based on appearances. It's made me far less apt to judge others based merely on appearances or a few known circumstances. There is always more to the story. The story of how a person ended up in their present circumstances, the story of the larger contextual circumstances that aren't readily apparent to the casual observer, and the story of what God might well be doing and using those circumstances in all sorts of redemptive ways. If I am really a friend, perhaps I should reserve judgment based on limited appearances and instead simply sit down and say, you know what? I'd really like to hear your story. I hope your story is going well, wherever this finds you, my friend. Have a great day. Lord willing, we'll be back here tomorrow.